Sports. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, we're not walking in sunshine today. We're going to walk in uh, rain at least and probably storms. Did you have a chance to poke your nose outside, Bob, or your head or any part of your body outside? I did not, but uh, as soon as I get a chance, I, uh, I'll run right out there and see how because I'm curious. It was raining, and uh, it's going to probably going to storm. We're looking for a mostly cloudy day. Strong to severe thunderstorms throughout the day. Daytime high of 78. Tomorrow, cloudy with rain and a high of 75. Right now, temperature rising little by little all morning long. 71, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 70 at the Highlands. 70 in my backyard. And it is uh, 70 here. 70 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So a little, little, little quiz here I, I mentioned earlier. We all know that broadband access is identified as one of the biggest problems we have for economic development in West Virginia. There are areas where we have at least pretty good internet, and there are places down south where there's virtually no internet, and there's an awful lot of people in between, many of whom have very slow internet. So we have received millions of dollars in federal money to help expand our broadband efforts to try to bring broadband to everybody in the state. Uh, WVMetroNews.com today has a story from the Broadband Council, the people charged with spending the money, $1.2 billion in federal money that's supposed to be used to expand throughout the state. Where do you think their single biggest problem is? The single biggest problem in expanding broadband throughout the state. I always thought it was, uh, you know, wild and wonderful, the terrain, Howard. I would think that's a perfect example. I would think, I always would call it what we call the third mile, or the last mile, I guess they call it, which is you get the internet like to the main road, you get it back to a secondary road, but then you got houses out in the hinterlands, that last mile getting it out there. I always said that. Now, the Broadband Council says the delay is they can't connect to the top of the uh, electric poles. Are the, and, the poles too high? No, this is bureaucracy at its finest. That's what we need. Uh, listen to some of this stuff here. Now, I, I mean, uh, there's, I understand it, but you got to be kidding me. The Broadband Council says the delay in pole attachment is the biggest hindrance to broadband expansion. The broadband connections occur generally at the top of electric poles. Well, the electric company controls the electric poles. The electric utility, reading from WVMetroNews.com, the electric utility is in charge of the top of the pole, where the connections are. The ISP, that's like Comcast or anybody else, has to request permission to use the top of the pole. And then they have to talk to people like Frontier and other companies to review the request, who will then modify it, and approve it, or reject it. The State Public Service Commission is involved in having to oversee all of this as well. And so then the two companies, in this particular case, First Energy and Frontier Communications, uh, are competing for a joint poll use agreement. 
with the Public Service Commission. Once they file that, then the Public Service Commission has to hold hearings and decide who can connect at the top of the poll. Now, he, he, here's my question. Can't we just get Donnie Gilbert to, drop, to climb up the pole and connect it? You know, when I had Comcast put into my uh, shack, <laughs> transmitter building down in Moundsville, and the Comcast company was giving me a runaround, man, come on, Donnie. I said, Donnie, right there is the pole. I can see it. I can see the pole. Here I am. Can't just, like, put something there and drop it down here? Yeah, yeah. The biggest impediment to expanding, we have $1.2 billion in federal money ready for broadband expansion. And the biggest problem is we can't get permission to attach to the top of the pole. As a, just an uneducated country boy, Howard, I'm thinking this is one of those times that the governor has to step in. The governor has to say, oh, everybody just hold on. I'm the boss in this state. There's nobody that has more authority than me. You're not going to tell me how we're going to do this. I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get some, the internet throughout the state. Somebody, some. I mean, this is just this is this is just bureaucracy at its finest. Now I get it. I understand the polls are the electric company's polls, and they have some. They want to make sure they're properly regulating who. You know, you. I mean, I'm joking. You really can't just climb up there and tie off. But. Why do we have to go through all of this? Have to prepare a joint poll use agreement and then have it approved, and then the PSC has got to hold it. No, you want that, climb the pole. I mean, give them permission. I don't don't, but just connect it to the top of the pole. There's got to be an easier way to do it. Just got to be an easier way to do it. But that, sadly, that is exactly what the Broadband Council of West Virginia who has $1.2 billion in federal money for broadband build-out around our state, which is in desperate need of more broadband. We don't have there – are, there are businesses in the southern part of the state that can't conduct business because they can't get Internet or cellular access, for that matter. And the biggest – the Broadband Council says the biggest problem is getting permission to connect to the electric pole. Somebody has got to wave a wand. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the governor. I don't know. Somebody's got to say, just get up there and do it. Just get up there and do it. Joe Manchin would have done that. You just read my mind. He would have stepped in because, again, I, I truly believe. I'm, I'm not saying the governor isn't. Sometimes I wonder where his head is, you know, where his uh, attention really is. But uh, Joe Manchin was all about the state. You know, look, call him a lot. Some of that's true. Some of it isn't. But to me, Manchin always had West Virginia you know, well, out in front. More importantly, or as importantly in this conversation, when Manchin was governor, he ran things. I mean, and sometimes he took more control than he should have. But when Mojo said, you will get this done, it got done. Now it was a different time, I suppose. But it's just staggering to me. $1.2 billion in federal money all held up because we can't get permission to tie off to an electric pole. Crazy. 916 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Money is at the root of everything. Everything. Including political campaigns. Campaign cash. Political contributions. PACs. Super PACs. Anonymous super PACs. Somewhere, someday, that's got to get under control, too. And we'll talk to Harvard professor Lawrence Lessig about that coming up next. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. 
On the Monday edition of the show, we'll wrap up a busy sports weekend with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Kristen Burt's got the Hollywood dirt. Chef Paul Smith will be here at 4 o'clock to talk about the restaurant business. And Carl Lee, the former NFL All-Pro defensive back, joins us in studio at 5. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. Everyone appreciates the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Even Governor Justice. Howard, you're a good man, and I appreciate all you do every day. Thank you, sir. Weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on the Watchdog. Get 11% off everything for your projects now at Menards. Gator high-performance sanding gear lets you sand large areas comfortably and quickly. Speed sheets are flexible for all types of surfaces, making it a breeze to finish any project. Right now, pick up a five-pack of 60-grit Gator speed sheets for only $4.88 after 11% off. Good through August 20th, savings are mailing rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me well, it is a rainy day and a Monday, although it's not getting us down. We have had a busy show so far this morning, and we have lots of territory yet to cover before 10 o'clock when I turn things over to Hoppy Kirchhoff on the statewide talk line. 71 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 70 at the Highlands, 70 uh, in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy today, raining outside right now, and s eventually we'll see strong, severe thunderstorms probably by afternoon, but it's going to be kind of a strong day today, daytime high around 78. Uh, money makes the world go round. I wish I didn't have to say that, but it's, it's the truth, and certainly in politics that's the case. What do we look at? We look at poll numbers, but then more importantly, we look at donation numbers and we see who's contributing to various candidates. And we're looking at the U.S. Senate race between Manchin and Mooney in the Republican primary and we see who's contributing. And we look at big packs like the Club for Growth that's dropping big bucks. Um, and sometimes I just feel like we're awash in cash and we, the people, have absolutely no say in what happens in our elections because the big money makes a big difference. Uh, Harvard professor Larry Lessig is with us this morning who has been for a long time talking about the uh, influence of campaign cash, in particular super PACs. Professor, good morning. I appreciate you being with us this morning. Thanks for being here. 
it's fun to be in West Virginia, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's raining today, but even, you know, the sun always shines. Was it, it was John Kennedy who said the sun always shines in West Virginia. So that's, uh, there you go. He said that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's Prof- an important state for him. <laughs> it, it, indeed, it was, absolutely. Uh, Professor... Let's. You have a particular focus right now on some super PACs, but just in general, are we ever going to find a way to get campaign cash out of the whole campaign? I mean, cash makes the world go round, and, and it, whoever has the dough ends up getting the votes, don't they? Yeah, you're never going to get rid of campaign money, but here's what we can do. We can change a system where a very small number of people are giving a huge proportion of the money that campaigns receive or that gets spent to a system where a larger number of people or maybe, you know, maybe all of us are participating in some way so that this tiny number, this tiny few, don't control what our government does. That's the corruption, the dependence on this small few. And super PACs have become the most extreme version of that. We uh, you often hear a candidate will will tout their small dollar donations. Oh, I've got you know X number of small dollar donations. I've got more small dollar donations than the other guy, um, and I get where they're going with that. And it sounds like they've got a, a wide, a broad range of support. But the problem is the other guy only has two contributions. That's an example. But but there's sixteen thousand times what all those other contributions are. There's the problem. Yeah especially when you see the role that this outside spending, a lot of it dark money, has in these races. Because, you know, basically any candidate knows they have to avoid getting some super PAC angry at them. And so they kowtow, they bend, they, they're not willing to take on any issue they know that there's some super PAC that's going to attack them for. And so what that means is, even without these people spending a single dollar, um, they're able to control what our government can do. Uh, and this is a huge corruption that really has just grown in the last 13 years since a lower federal court in, in D.C. declared that super PACs were protected by the First Amendment. And, and therein uh, lies the problem. Uh, here in West Virginia, a big U.S. Senate race uh, and also governor's race, uh, Club for Growth, which I don't know if you would consider that a super PAC or not, but uh, the Club for Growth, uh, early on, before the races even began, actually, filing deadline hasn't even arrived yet, but before the race began, Club for Growth promised $10 million to each to two candidates. Yeah. Um, and you're right, that's a scare-off tactic, right? That's, look, we're going to throw $10 million in there. How, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, Club for Growth is the third largest super PAC in 2022. Um, and, you know, but they're just one. I mean, they're on the right. There are super PACs on the left. This is not a left-right issue in the sense, actually, in 2020, the dark money and the super PAC money uh, of Democrats uh, was larger than the super PAC money of Republicans. So um, each side has learned to play this game. But what the game means is, you know, 140 families control uh, who gets elected in America. And, you know, that's not what we were raised to think a democracy was. And what people need to focus on is that this corruption was created by a lower court, lower federal court decision 13 years ago that the Supreme Court has never even reviewed. And we're trying to key up the challenge uh, for that review so that maybe we can get this corruption removed. Um, How are you trying to key key that up? 
Well, I mean, the first thing, you know, I'm a law professor. What I'm amazed at is that most lawyers kind of take this question as settled. Um, and uh, I, I think that's incredible because um, we've uh, I, I've been following the work of a really great group called Free Speech for People. And, and they, they have shown pretty absolutely that the lower court decision at its core has a basic logical mistake, a kind of two plus two equals five mistake. Um, and, and what we're trying to do now is try to surface that, make that uh, clear. And the way we're doing it is that we've launched a competition, a $50,000 prize. You know, money is everywhere. So here it is with us, too. A $50,000 prize uh, for anybody who can take the basis of this argument and turn it into a compelling, you know, two-minute, 30- or 60-second uh, video to demonstrate that mistake. Um, because what we want to do is to crack this common understanding that this is as obvious as mud that the First Amendment protects this, this kind of spending. And if we can do that, um, uh, then what we hope to do is bring a, a petition, an initiative in, in Maine to um, limit this outside contributions. Um, and that will, if we succeed in that, that will get its way to the Supreme Court. It will finally have a chance to get the Supreme Court to address what they've never addressed, whether the First Amendment, whether James Madison in 1791 was imagining super PACs as the thing he was fighting for when he got us the First Amendment. Um, um, and, and so the first step is this competition. And, you know, anybody, your listeners, wants a chance at the $50,000 prize, you, just, you know, you could go to our website, EqualCitizens.us, um, you can see how to enter, how to, how to uh, compete. And um, we're, we're hoping that we can make it so obvious that the lawyers get to be embarrassed by saying what most <laughs> lawyers think is now true, that this is what the First Amendment protects. Professor, I, you, I thought the Supreme Court had, had already ruled on this. They have not? They have not. What they ruled on uh, three months before this lower federal court decision was whether you can spend unlimited amounts of money as long as you were not coordinated with the candidate. That was Citizens United. Um, and the question is whether the fact that you can spend unlimited amounts of money means that you can give unlimited amounts of money. And what, what free speech for people um, you know, have, have demonstrated is, is a very fundamental, logical reason why those are very different questions. And the conclusion that you, know, you can like it or not, it's true, though, that that there's no corruption when you're spending unlimited amounts of money, so long as it's independent. It's just not true when you say you're contributing unlimited amounts of money to these independent political action committees. And the case that shows that's true is a case in 2018 when Senator Robert Menendez, a Democrat from New, New Jersey, was charged with entering into a quid pro quo deal with some rich guy from Florida, where the rich guy from Florida said, look, I'll give your super PAC um, about a million dollars in contributions if you will agree to do X, Y, and Z for me. Okay, that's plain corruption. That's, that, that's, that's, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's, that seems even to, uh, to me as a non-lawyer a pretty simple, that, would, pretty that doesn't seem right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and, and he, wasn't, he wasn't convicted of that because they didn't prove the case. But the point is, that's the kind of quid pro quo corruption campaign finance laws are supposed to be able to eliminate. And it's obvious that is corruption, and even though it's a contribution to a super PAC. So this was the kind of case that the lower federal courts just hadn't even thought about. Um, and, and, you know, once you, once you see that case, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's obviously true. And so, therefore, 
we ought to have the ability um, to limit these outside spending, and especially at the state level. You know, you see these states that, you know, like in Alaska, you'll have a tiny amount of money contributed to a campaign from people in the state. And then, you know, people from Washington come in and spend millions mm-hmm. of dollars on one side, you know, on the left or on the right to, to drive a campaign issue so that the candidates are worried not about what the people in the state care about, but they're worried about what the super PACs in Washington, D.C. care about. And that that kind of corruption is just not what a democracy is supposed to be. I remember, uh, was it Mitt Romney who said corporations are people, my friend? And, uh, you know, that, that, was a, mm. that was a line that kind of resonated a lot for, uh, for a while, <laughs> at least. Yeah, well, you know, he was repeating what the Supreme Court is saying. And, you know, my own view, and many people, on, you know, my, my friends and people <laughs> who are pushing this corruption fight, they, they're really upset by that. I, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't, the point is, whether that's true or not, we ought to have the ability to make sure our politicians are not dependent on five or six right. billionaires um, when they make their decisions. And, and, and unfortunately, we don't have that system today. Part of the problem, correct me if I'm wrong, part of the problem is that um, uh, so many of these super PACs are anonymous donors. That's right. So, so technically, a super PAC has to reveal every donor. But if the donor is an entity, it's called a C4, um, that they just have to reveal that the C4 entity, a nonprofit um, entity, um, has given them money. But the C4 doesn't have to reveal who's given money to it. So one of the biggest um, uh, players uh, right now and might be running an independent candidate, including uh, you know one candidate they're talking about, is um, your Senator Joe Man- Manchin. But mm-hmm. the No Labels Group is a C4 um, organization uh, that... Um, uh, does not reveal who its contributors are. That's the dark money, and that's permitted. Now, Joe Manchin has said he thinks the law should require them to reveal uh, who's giving them money. But right now, the law does not require these C4 organizations to reveal their donors. So if they give to a super PAC, all the super PAC has to say is that Mothers for Good Americans um, who gave us money without telling anybody about who gave money to Mothers for Good Americans. So no labels can, uh, just picking them as an example, because we have been talking a lot about them here in our state, uh, no labels uh, can release their donor list, but their donor list may list a an entity as the donor, and that other entity may have four or five major contributors behind it. We don't know who those four or five major contributors are. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually. I should know this. I don't know whether whether No Labels is also a super PAC as well as a, a C four. But the point is that I got you. Yeah. If I started a super PAC that said Joe Manchin for president, um, and uh, and No Labels gave me a bunch of money, I would have to say No Labels gave me a bunch of money, but No Labels doesn't have to reveal who gave it money. Right. So we don't know who the donors to No Labels are. We just you know it's just not public. Um, and that's because the law doesn't require them. No, I don't blame them if the law doesn't require them from revealing their donors or not. But even Joe Manchin has said he thinks the law should require that all organizations involved in politics at least reveal the name of their donors. Um, and that would, be, that would be a big step. But I think it, it's important to, remember, to realize it's not actually the most important step. The most important step is to, is to, is to eliminate a system where, you know, 20 billionaires are dominating political spending. You know, th- that's the corruption 
whether we know the name of the billionaires or not. You don't need to know the name to know that this is a corrupt system. Well, and it, all, it becomes a tit and tat thing. Um, you know, uh, so and so is, is funded by George Soros. Yeah. Well, what about you? You're funded by the Koch brothers. We know those right. names, so we use them. But it's it's okay. You got your big guy. We got our big guy. But who are the other guys out there? Um, let me ask. It's, it's a rhetorical question, but for conversation, what difference does it make who the donors are? Why do we care? Well, we care because we want our politicians to be able to decide what's good for, you know, their their constituents, uh, without fearing that they're going to be punished by their donors, right? So, you know, so if you if you you know, one one thing that happened in 2010 was that the Koch brothers basically made it known that any Republican who even acknowledged uh, climate change uh, was going to be primaried. Right. Now, you know, it might be that climate change is a controversial issue. But the point about saying they're going to be primary means that um, these two brothers had basically decided that the Republican Party was not allowed to address climate change again. Um, and it would be one thing if the vast majority of ordinary people pulled their money together and, and said, this is what we believe or this is what we want. But the idea that just a couple get to do that means that our government is like bending over backwards to please that tiny uh, few, as opposed to what the majority democracy is supposed to be, supporting the majority. Um, you know, this uh, boss Tweed, who was a Democratic uh, <laughs> Party boss in New York, eventually went to jail for his endless corruption, used to say, I don't care who does the electing as long as I get to do the nominating. Um, and, and the genius in that insight is exactly how money in politics works. The, mo- the money decides who gets to run. And if you don't please the billionaires, you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to be a candidate. I mean, you can be a candidate but get zero votes or get 2%. The only people who actually can compete are the people who please them first. They're going to please the money first, and then you're allowed to please the rest, you know, the voters. And that's that's just a deep corruption of the way democracy is supposed to work. It is a depressing way that democracy works in my mind. I I have had a number of friends who have... Uh, run for office, including uh, federal office, congressional office, and have a very hard time making headway because if they can't get that giant donor base behind them, uh, they can raise all the small small donors they want. It just you can't compete. You can't compete. Yeah, Professor, you've yeah. been at this for a long time. Do you ever get frustrated, get dejected, say, "Oh my God, the system's just getting worse"? I just throw up your hands and say, "I think I'll just go teach college." Uh, I get dejected all the time. But, you know, I remember once I I gave a talk at Dartmouth and a woman stood up and she said, Professor, you've convinced me it's hopeless. There's nothing we can do. (laughs) And uh, and I said, "Okay, this is a failure. And then I thought, um, I don't know why, but I thought, what if my then six-year-old son was diagnosed with brain cancer? And the doctor told me, it's hopeless. There's nothing we can do. Good point. Would I give up? Would I just stop what I was doing? And, you know, I realized that's kind of what love means, that it doesn't matter what the freaking odds are. You're going to work as hard as you can for the thing you love. And the thing I love is the idea of this American democracy. And I can see how it's been corrupted. I can see it closely because I've been studying it carefully. And I'm going to do everything I can for as long as I can. And God knows I wish it were not as long as it's been, because I'd like to do some other things. 
But uh, I'm not going to stop until we succeed it. I wanted to focus primarily on the money part of this stuff, but uh, with all that's going on with Donald Trump and the uh, the questioning of our electoral system and so on, that's got to, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm repeating my question again, that's got to also yeah. make you feel bad about where democracy is headed. I, I, and I don't know how we're, ter- I, I get more dejected apparently than you do because I don't know how we turn it around. Yeah, I mean, one of the, you're right. I mean, this is just one of a whole bunch of problems. But um, Henry David Thoreau used to say, for every thousand hacking at the branches of evil, there's one striking at the root. I think this is a root problem. Good point. I think if we solve this problem, we're going to be able to solve a bunch of other critical problems, too. Um, now, one problem I don't, I, I agree, is kind of separate and really fundamental, is, you know, we live with a media infrastructure ecosystem that profits from turning us into people who hate each other. Yes. Um, and because that's what gets us engaged. We want to watch more Fox or MSNBC or whatever it is, the more we are angry and hate each other. And so they're just trying to make a buck. But the consequence of them trying to make a buck is that is that we live in a democracy where we can't even understand what the other side is saying. We don't even know what they we don't even we can't imagine how they believe what they believe. And that problem is pretty fundamental, too. Um, um, but, you know, that problem benefits a lot of uh, billionaires who, uh, who, who kind of like the world where nothing can get done. Because if something could get done, it could, it could actually hurt them. It could get so done about like them. The yeah. World where nothing... <laughs> yes. yeah. And so they got their money. They got their police force. They send their kids to the richest the public, private education they can. Um, so they don't need anything from the government. But people who kind of, you know, need to make sure they've got hospitals to go to or kids that have schools, um, uh, they're a different story. Money support tends, this is a general statement, but money tends to support the status quo. The big money tends to support the status quo, which is why change is so hard in America, I guess. Professor, I really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Folks who are interested in that competition can go to um, Equal Citizens. I wrote the the website down. Now I forgot what it was. Help me out here. Yes, that's right. Equal, just one word, equalcitizens.us. Not dot, dot com, dot US. Dot US. Okay, very good. Yep. Hey, I appreciate your time this morning. I'd love it if we could talk for, further as time goes by because this is an issue that's really been big on my uh, on my list of complaints for, for a long, long time. So maybe we can touch base again. Every if you time mind. you ask. All right. Yep. Every time you ask. I appreciate thanks. it, Professor. Thanks joining for right. joining us this morning. Very much. Have yourself a great day. Okay. Bye. Professor Larry Lessig, who is a uh, Harvard professor, uh, he ran for president in 2016. It was a short-lived campaign, but basically it was on. He was running to make this whole campaign pack thing uh, a big issue. Um, and you probably have seen him and heard him. He does most of the big shows: uh, Fox, MSNBC, CNN. You see him frequently quoted in the New York Times. Some of the big things. I'm glad he chose to join us. And he said we can call him anytime. Let's call him tomorrow. He said any didn't he didn't he say anytime? He said he said anytime, Professor. <laughs> All right, we'll call him tomorrow. 940, 20 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Taylor is here. We can call her anytime too. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your seven news headlines on this August the 14th. Breaking overnight, several people have been injured following a well pad explosion in Wheeling. Emergency crews responded at 1828 Cherry Hill Road around eleven PM last night. 
Fire officials say the fire started at a gas buster on the site. Two people were transported to the hospital, with one being life flighted with severe burns. The fire was extinguished within 20 minutes of the crew's arrival. Neighbors described the sounds of the explosion as loud enough to rattle their windows. 7 News will bring you updates as we find out more. And over in Jefferson County, the Tony Terramana Cancer Center and the Allegheny Health Network have been recognized for their radiation oncology service. The Cancer Center recently received the prestigious accreditation program for excellence from the American Society of Radiation Oncology. To receive the accreditation, the review looks at five different pillars and 16 different standards focused on safety and quality of care. What the accreditation shows is that the staff at the center are providing the highest standards of safety and quality for their patients. The Cancer Center voluntarily sought out this rigorous review to demonstrate their ongoing commitment to the region of the Ohio Valley. And over to Belmont County, an official with the Martins Ferry Water Department says the city is dealing with two major water line breaks, leaving residents without water. Officials are asking them to be patient as crews are working to get the water restored. They say once services restored, a 48-hour boil order will be in effect. Stay with 7 News for updates. And as you might remember, WTRF was proud to host the No One Walks Alone Veterans Suicide Awareness Walk earlier this summer, raising more than $6,000 for helping heroes. Some people ordered t-shirts the day of the event. We now have them and you can pick them up today here at WTRF. The address is 9616th Street. If you can't make it today, call our office and we can make other arrangements. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, 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 oh.
County Airport 70 at the Highlands, 70 at my home studio. No, yes, well, at my home studios. I'm not at the home studio. I'm here in the studio, the studio studio. Is this the studio studio? It's the uh, main studio. Yes, the Robinson Auto Group studio, right? Yes, it is. All right. As opposed to the Howard Monroe Bedroom Studio, which I'm not at. You're not at that one. I'm confusing people. 70 degrees in Elm Grove, 70 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of that wheeling downtown. Uh, And we're looking for a cloudy day with rain at least, thunderstorms quite likely. Today's high around 78 degrees. Tomorrow, um, when I say these next words, some of you go, what? You're going to do We're going to talk with um, the co-author of an article about how Donald Trump is being treated unfairly. Monroe, you think he's being treated unfairly? Yes, he's being treated unfairly. He's getting better treatment than average people in his position would be. We'll talk about that tomorrow here on the Watchdog Morning Show. And, of course, it's a Tuesday, so Tom Scateri will be in with us and we'll... Uh, have him uh, joining us as well. Bob, we should remind people we'll do this all week long because you got to get get in that mood now. Get your get your football gear out, and if you're hopefully it'll be a, a football Friday this weekend for many of you. We kick, officially kick off our season with our first game of the season, the OVAC game, Martin's Ferry Shady Side, right? Uh, we do. The state of Ohio, uh, they start a week ahead of West Virginia, so we will be there. Jerry Ames and Mark Heinerman, the game will be at Fleming Field in Shadyside. You can't make it down, no problem at all. We'll have it here on the Watchdog Network. Kickoff at 7. We'll probably go to Fleming Field right around 20 till, quarter till, something like that. But we'll have all the action. That is our first game of this year. And remember, if you can't uh, listen on the air for some reason, uh, maybe you're out of our immediate listening area. And, uh, uh, you can listen on 1600, 1370AM, 981-977FM. But if you can't catch those, listen online. Just go to watchdognetwork.com and click the WVOY or WKKX button. You can listen right there on your computer, your tablet, your phone, or whatever. Uh, or use TuneIn Radio if you want to do that. And if you're at home and Friday night, just kind of hanging out around the house, you know, I don't know, playing cards or something. You want to be listening to the game as well. Uh, Have your Amazon personal assistant just say her name, Alexa. Listen to WKKX on TuneIn. So there are many ways for you to listen. Because that is so important, Howard, because uh, this week we kick things off at Fleming Field. This is an OVAC game, like you said. But then we go go full force. Uh, The following week, Wheeling Central kicks off their season. John Marshall kicks off their season. Both of those teams, we will carry every single game. Uh, of the season so that's really important and folks think a little bit ahead because what about aunt mary down in florida what about uh, uncle ted in virginia let them know that they can listen just like they could if they were right here in good old downtown wheeling it's very very simple to do you have uh, relatives out of town who just like to listen they will listen to their old alma mater 
I was telling Mike Florio, he was with us last week, uh, Central native, now he's a big NBC sportscaster, but I was reminding him, hey, you want to listen to your, your, your alma mater? Right here, WKKX, every Friday night. Um, and if you've got, you know, your, your, your kids' grandparents are out of town or cousins or something, they say, oh, man, I wish I could hear Bobby play. Yeah, he, they can do that. Just listen online because that tune-in radio and our watchdognetwork.com works well, quite frankly, anywhere in the world. How many times, Howard? How many years ago? Here we go, old-time radio. The people said, I'd give anything. They're out in Arizona. They'd give anything to be able to listen to that game back in Wheeling. That's exactly right, and you can. And we have large listenership. Uh, I'm, I've said it many times. I am amazed at how many people from out of this area are listening on a regular basis. We have people listen to the morning show. It's part of their morning routine. It was when they maybe many of them grew up listening to us here in the upper Ohio Valley. Moved to Florida, moved to Arizona, wherever, and uh, and they still listen to us, which is kind of cool. When I think of Arizona, Howard, I think of early morning Dan. Yeah, early Danny Hirsch, Dan. unfortunately yep. gone. Well, you know, we should we should start a Hall of Fame for Danny's that. in it. I guarantee yeah, Dan's in it. Yeah, there were you know the Hall. It's been a we've done this a lot of years. You know, I'm over fifty years. You've been you've been with me for twenty, on and off. So, a lot of a lot of callers. A lot of callers over the dial tone uh, as time went by. All right, 10 to the hour here on – so do we get there? Yeah, okay. And I should mention we'll be starting uh, special programming as well. Uh, on Fridays we will have the Pine Room Boys. We'll be out and about at the local Gumby's locations to kind of um, from noon to 3, kind of get you revved up. Then we'll have um, the uh, Friday afternoon walkthrough from 3 to 5 uh, with all the guys here in the studio and then, of course, the games. And then don't forget, on Saturday morning, we've got West Virginia Scoreboard, Ohio Sports Magazine, uh, and then Chris Lawrence, of course, will be on with the uh, Washington Outdoors. Uh, soon, Bob and Bear will be back. And uh, starting, c- continuing even this week, we have the Paul Harris Sports Idol. With your host, Dr. Angelo Georges. Touchdown City, that's a special WVU program. All the WVU games, WVU Coaches Show, WVU, I forget to call it the Roundtable, whatever. There's a couple of WVU shows we have. Uh, we are heading into – we've said it too many times, I guess. But what are we heading into, Bob? It's our busy season, Howard. It's 10 to the hour. Hi, it's Hoppy Kirchhoff. Talk line on Metro News. On the show, we always talk with the biggest names in politics in West Virginia, like Joe Manchin. And I've said this, whatever I get into, I intend to win. And I think basically we have a record of performance of bringing and delivering for West Virginia. Ask the people in Weirton, ask the people in Doddridge County, and all over what we've been able to do. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. Talk to you then. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. When it comes to protecting your home, your roof is the first line of defense. Owens Corning Shingles are the number one brand trusted by contractors. Choose from over 50 styles and get ultimate protection with a limited lifetime warranty and up to 130 miles per hour wind warranty. Right now, all Owens Corning Shingles are 11% off. Good through August 20th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. 
See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state. Award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years. When in behind a little birch tree its head, I reached down and got the bow positioned and found its horns and dropped down and shot it in the neck. Whether it's hunting and fishing news. It tracks real super well, but not with a 60-pound carp tied to the side. Or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the great outdoors. How close did you let him get in before you let fly on him? He was about 18 yards, Chris. He got turned in the right angle there, and I touched off the trigger. And when I hit him, he ran kind of up the hill, which scared me at first. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all, Saturday mornings at 7.06 a.m. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning. No one covers the great outdoors like Chris Lawrence and Metro News. The voice of West Virginia. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, and be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. That I'd be missing you so come Monday. It'll be alright. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown early haze. And I just want you back by my side. Coming up after the 10 o'clock news break, it's the statewide talk line, Hoppy Kirchival. Uh, Bob, he's going to have somebody you were asking me about. His first guest will be somebody you were asking me about the other day. Brad. A guy that you said when you first heard him, you thought, oh, what kind of a guest is this? Oh, not Brad. Brad's on vacation. No. Dale. Dale Lee, Dale. the president of the Western Education Association, will be on to kick things off. You just told me last week, you said the first time you heard Dale Lee on the show, you thought, oh, boy. One of my, my first week, maybe, uh, had Dale on, and I talked to him a little bit like I do most guests, and I thought, man, I don't know, Howard. I don't. This might be tough. But then, he, you know, he's, he's, he's great. He's, 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 he's really, really good. So Dale Lee will be on with Hoppy today. Chris Lawrence will be talking about the gas well explosion up here in Wheeling. I guess Chris did some work on it. Hoppy wanted me to come on and talk about it. I said, I know nothing except what I read at the WTRF.com. Uh, also today, uh, E. Gordon Gee. That should be interesting. Gordon Gee will be on with Hoppy at 11.06 this morning on those proposed cutbacks in programs and faculty. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, and just in the isn't it ironic issue, we talked about Marshall getting $45 million from the legislature last time. Uh, Hoppy will be talking to the chairman of the Board of Governors of Pierpont Community College, who is getting $25 million. There you go. Money's going places, just apparently ain't going Not Morgantown. To, yeah, not to Morgantown. Let's bring in Bob Westfall from WTRF-TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. Listen, I want to, uh, and I said this on the air, I said it on social media over the weekend, I really want to commend uh, WTRF and Tyler Vanji for the uh, storm coverage on Saturday night. I was glued to the TV. I think anybody who was smart would have been watching that. It was a short-lived event, but it was a really tough event. We had a, one tornado actually t touched down, we know. Others may have. 
Uh, I was watching very closely the map as the weather was moving through, and I thought this is what this is what TV and radio broadcasts are supposed to do: keep us informed minute by minute when it's necessary. So good job on you. I will pass that on. You're 100 percent correct. Uh, I just uh, between that and social media, Tyler was. Uh, Tyler was all over it. So um, um, even if you were not at home to watch television, you had the app. If you had the app on your phone, you knew exactly what was going on. Um, Tyler hit that one out of the park. It was fantastic, uh, fantastic coverage. Uh, he stayed cool and collected, and uh, he got the, he got the word out. So, yep. uh, again, um, I'm glad you said something, but, again, I, I can't compliment him enough. Um, then also the technical team behind the scenes and everything that managed to get him on the air. So yeah, that, I, that again, I, I, I always – I mean, Tyler was the front man for it, and he did a great job. And you're right, staying calm in the face of all that stuff can be hard. He kept moving it along. It was such a fast-moving event. Uh, you right. know, it was – by the time one sentence is out of his mouth, circumstances have changed and it's almost got to go on to something else but anyways i just want to say a good job with that um and and the, the all the people involved with it including the fo- i noticed other stations so i just leave it that way did not make the decision to leave their regular programming and yes i was watching blue bloods and yes i kind of missed seeing blue bloods but i was it was pretty more important to watch what tyler was saying so again very very good just great uh, great job you guys did let's talk about what what a great job you're gonna do today what are you working on all right, we're going to follow up on the uh, well pad explosion off of Cherry Hill. Uh, we do know uh, multiple injuries, one life flighted. Um, DK is on her way up there as we speak, uh, so we're going to get some type of follow-up on that, find out exactly what uh, caused the explosion, uh, any more injuries. Um, so we're going to follow up on that today. Um, you know, rat- rattled windows, they tell me, so... Uh, Quite quite an extensive explosion, so yeah. uh, we're going to be following up on that today. So that's an update here. Uh, Martin's Ferry uh, is without water again, um, so we're going to to get a reach out to the uh, service director over there, see if we can't get an update on getting water restored. Um, once, uh, of course, they have the 48-hour boiler once it's uh, restored, but uh, to a call this morning, they're still uh, looking for water in the city of Martin's Ferry. Um, so we'll be following up on that today as well. Uh, a couple other lighter pieces. Uh, our our back-to-school special continues. Uh, DK's got it today on uh, bus security. Uh, talked to the Union Local in light of what happened a year ago. Um, so what they're doing to beef up their security on school buses. So DK will have that. Um, Jefferson County Fair, there you go, is off and running. Uh, Jake is on his way out to that, so we'll be out there today uh, checking that out, see how they're doing out there. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, the uh, tree topping ceremony here for Wheeling Fire uh, this morning happened. Uh, so that is an interesting, if you don't know what a tree topping ceremony is, you need to tune in. So we'll have something on that here shortly. Um, so uh, Annalise Murphy was over for that. Uh, continue to watch weather, uh, sports. Uh, Scott's out doing football previews. Those continue. And Let's it'll all be watching. People can catch it all out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the region-wide show and always online at WTF.com or follow Storm Tracker 7, which you would have should have done this weekend uh, on your phone or your news app on your phone. Bob, i got to run. Good talking to you. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. All right. Goodbye, guys. 10 o'clock, ABC, covers the, ABC is covering the world right now. They're already in progress. Bob and I, Slider and I, will meet you again tomorrow morning at 7. That's the reason I just let you go come Monday. Early 2021.